get up is Tuesday, July uh, 16th, 2019. This is 22, Catch 22 podcast. Last days of the 22 are upon us. I swear to God, I'm changing the name of this podcast. At some point, I just don't have, uh, I don't have a viable option for a good, um, for a good logo yet. So, I mean, I can't. That's really the key to it. It's just a name and a picture to go with it. A nice, pretty picture to go along with uh, the nice new name change. This is day two of me going through life as a gap-toothed freak. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, basically I just get in the car on my way to work, throw on the microphone, and that's my show. 22 minutes or so. 20, 22 minutes, sometimes it's like 17, depends on traffic, depends how aggressive I'm driving, um, and that's the show, basically, so, lost a cap my tooth of the day, and now I had to go to work, they weren't able to get me in, well, first of all, they're closing the weekends, by the time I get to, they don't open until I get to work, so I called them yesterday, and they wanted me to come in like a one, I'm like, I can't, just can't leave work. It's not that I don't live right around the corner from the dentist office. I don't work right around the corner from the dentist office anyway, so I can't just show up there like during my lunch break or something. I have to extend lunch break. I have to leave work early or take a day off or something. So uh, basically, I had to go through a second day with uh, missing half a fucking front of my front tooth. And I mean, I look like like Daffy Duck when he gets hit in the head with a mallet uh, by Bugs Bunny. Just, you know teeth falling out, sounds like a piano, uh, it's exactly how I look, and it's fucking, it sucks to eat, like, fuck, shit just gets up there, it's uncomfortable, it's fucking weird, uncomfortable, my lips feel like, uh, like, if you, like, threw two, like, cushions, uh, let's start making, like, a fort or something, you threw two cushions down, and draped, you know, put them up long ways and drape the, a towel or like a, a blanket over them and you know how they're just it's gonna bow in the middle that's what my lips feel like resting on my teeth and gums it's fucking it's atrocious it's like it's mis- I mean there's the worst things you could go through in life obviously but the minor inconvenience of it all is fucking terrible as far as minor inconveniences go whatever I mean I would fucking rather live like this than you know, what thousands of other ailments you can uh, you can throw at me, but and this looks ridiculous. You look like a fuck. I look like a fucking hillbilly going to work and just like uh, trying to avoid people for as much as I can, much time as possible. And like I was on the phone walking around near work, and I laughed at something, and then you make eye contact with somebody, and you're like fuck, like they can just see, they can see right, and they can see right past my fucking missing top tooth down past my throat. They can see everything. They can see into my mouth. It's, I don't know. It's just, it looks ridiculous. There's a window into my soul, I guess. Um, so day two. And then I'll put, then, I mean, it's just such a fucking process. I gotta get the temporary put back on. I said I gotta get it put back on. It's dangerous to have the baby, it's not a baby tooth, it's half an adult tooth. It's dangerous to have that exposed. Something might happen to it. Then I gotta have the whole fucking thing replaced. That's a whole other thing. So it's better just to get uh, the cap on there, the temporary, and wait for the, the permanent to come in. So 
another two trips to the dentist office, which is exactly what I wanted to do. Nothing better than going to the dentist. Uh, Yanks took a took a tough loss last night, and it was all at the hands of Mets castaway Travis Darno. Three home runs, including a three-run home run to win it, or the go-ahead three-run home run off of off a of Chapman. Unbelievable. This guy was maligned by the Mets. Maligned. There you go. There's another sports cliche. Sports radio hosts love to use the word maligned because it makes them sound a little smart. And it's just, it's, it, it, and it's, and it's a little uh, classier to say where the Mets just fucking hated this guy's guts. They thought he couldn't hit. Thought he was a bad catch, uh, bad catcher, which is his position. So basically, had no position. I mean, he had no reason to be on his team. He couldn't hit. They couldn't play the position that they wanted him to play. And now he bats leadoff for the for the race team who's second place. The Yankees have a tremendous season, and the Rays are second place behind him. We're seven games behind him now. And then he had a monster night last night. Three dingers. One off all-star closer. Uh, you know, so the Rays take game one of this of this important series for him. He just, you know, that kind of performance, man. You know, he could, Yankees have been a little bit cold with the bats. Uh, since, I guess, since uh, a little bit before the All-Star break. But still, have squeaked away wins. It hasn't really slowed them down as far as winning. Uh, but last night, there we saw um, we saw a big roadblock in the way. And the Rays are going to want to keep doing it to them, man. I mean, this is this is their second-to-last stand. They don't see the Yankees again until September, the end of September. So they come in down seven games or down eight games now. Uh, so they're going to want to take care of business. They're, I don't know, what's the word? I mean, they're hungry. They want, they they, they have to be hungrier than the Yanks this uh, this series. And Darno just put him on their back last night. Unbelievable performance from a guy who, for all intents and purposes, probably should have added baseball by now. If it was up to, if it was up to people, if it was up to the last people to have him. He'd be out of baseball by now, and that's a, that's an amazing thing. I mean, this happened. I mean, John Sterling and Susan Waldman, John John Sterling, who's back in the booth after a little absence. It's good to hear him uh, on the way home last night. You know, I mentioned the same thing. I mean, he's a castaway, and he's done great. This is before, you know, he left the game with a homer, and that's where they got to talking about it. Um, but you know, it's it, guys in baseball can cast away and then make make a new life for him somewhere else where they're not just serviceable, but they're they're uh, not not big time all star players, but they are excelling. That's what Darno's doing there. That's what Gio Urshela has done. And Urshela, who I put, who I buried like weeks ago, kind of made a little comeback. His bat kind of picked up uh, a little bit again, and uh, I mean, he still plays a great third base. But um, talking about Darno here, you know, I mean, you put on. You read, read read about him in the papers. You heard about him on WFAN, and everybody hated this fucking guy. Didn't want any part of him on the Mets. And the Mets, you're the Mets, man. Uh, where, you you you're gonna give up on players? You're the fucking Mets.
if I was a Mets fan, I, I'm not saying I'd be eternally optimistic, but you'd have to fucking stick with certain guys. I would feel a little, I feel a little awkward about casting away guys. Like, who the fuck am I to cast away a player? You're a goddamn Mets. We've had minimal success. We've had embarrassing free agent signings. Who have ruined more than a couple prospects. I wouldn't take hard lines. I guess okay, I'm, you got you got to cut ties at some point with with players, but I just wouldn't take a hard line against players if I was a Mets guy, if I was a Mets fan. I don't think you've earned. You've not earned it. You haven't earned it. I mean, I got a group of Mets fans that compl- that complain about. Carlos Beltran being look he struck out one of the biggest at bats history of the Mets but that happens somebody's got to fucking strike out you know I mean for for every Bill Buckner there's a Mookie Wilson right for every Aaron Boone there is a Tim Wakefield for every Bobby Thompson there's a Ralph Branca did I get that right if I got that right that's pretty, that's impressive, that's sports guy stuff right there, that you should know if you're a sports guy, but I mean, come on, it's like 1950, 50-something, or 60-something, Bobby Thompson, Ralph Branca, look it up, speaking of baseball, I had a, read an amazing story yesterday, it's not amazing, it's, this is like the kind of irony, I guess you would call it, or the kind, I don't know, it's just one of those tales that you hear along the way that it's just to me it's hysterical like the, the coincidence of it all is hysterical so two pitchers one one of them in the Hall of Fame Gilbert Perry is a Hall of Fame pitcher and his brother Jim Jim Perry pitched in the pitched in the major leagues 60s and 70s they're both in their 80s now I think I think Jim's the older one I think they said 83 and Gaylord is 80 actually I met Gilbert Perry on a couple of occasions. He's a, just a big... I met him probably when he was in his 60s. He's just a big, hulking dude. Like, he is... Like a... He's got to be 6'3 farm boy from God knows... Probably Indiana or Kansas or who knows. Like, he's just a Midwest farm boy. Like, in the, in the light of, like, a Mickey Mantle, just... You know, huge wrists and forearms. And like I said, he's like 6'3", probably. He's a monster. Um, you know, it's one of those handshakes where when you're a teenager, whatever, it just feels like your whole hand gets swallowed up in this handshake. So, I him, okay, so 1962 or 63, Gaylord's taken batting practice. Uh, report, and a sports writer says to a manager or coach, alright, Gaylord's got some pop, huh? And the manager or coach says, Gaylord Perry, or is it, he says, they, they'll put a man on the moon before Gaylord Perry hits a home run. Fast forward to 1969, July 20th, 1969, to be exact. And forget the exact time, but they announced that ballparks across the country 
that man has landed on the moon. Neil Armstrong descended from Apollo 11, set foot on the moon. Half an hour later, 34 minutes later, I believe it was, Gaylord Perry steps to the plate, hits his first career Major League home run. (laughs) Just, I mean, what are the odds? The odds of that are just incredible. I mean, I'm sure he, I'm not sure how many at-bats he had previous to that, but the fact that it just, he he happened to be pitching on that day, got an at-bat that day, and hit a home run that day, I mean... Any given year, I mean, there's a, tw- there's a, I don't know, take take the percentage of a twenty percent chance of it even be, being opportunity, right? Ten, fifteen percent chance, one percent chance of even even stepping to the plate that day, and then for him to connect and go deep, unbelievable, unbelievable. And then his brother Jim did something kind of cool that day too. I don't know why this tied into it. I think it was just kind of amazing that his, his brother hit a home run. Uh, but Jim, Jim pitched like the final two innings of an 18-inning game that was finished that day. It wasn't start that day, but they had to finish an 18-inning game. He pitched two innings, got the win against a guy named John Gelnack, and then two shutout innings against a guy named John Gelnack, and then pitched pitched a complete game shutout in their actual game of the day. So 11, 11 innings of shutout. Who was the losing pitcher in the second game? John Gelnack. So kind of a cool coincidence. I don't know I don't know why that fits in with the whole moon landing thing. Kind of just tap, just tagging along for a, a fucking footnote on the day, I guess, with his brother. Um, but there you go, the Perry brothers and their Apollo 11 connection. Yeah, I think today's the day that they uh, launched Apollo 11. The anniversary, the 50th anniversary of the launch. If you're into the space stuff, and I, you know, I have a minimal interest in it, but it's kind of cool. Um, following along a little bit with uh, histories of it. Um, I mean, it's such a monumental event. I don't think you can. Growing up, knowing we've landed on the moon. Growing up with the knowledge that man has been to the moon, uh, I think it takes away from the spectacle that it was in 1969. I don't think I I can ever appreciate, I don't think I could ever appreciate just how important that was, and plus the turmoil of the 60s. space race and um, this kind of this this great achievement this great human achievement takes place and I, I don't think I could ever I can't compare it to anything I'm not sure I've ever witnessed I'm not sure there's anything within my lifetime that I've witnessed that I've been like holy shit like this is all happening to us, like this, we never, we never thought this would have happened in our lifetime. I think that maybe that's what the moon landing did was open up possibilities to everybody, and not 
not that we're surprised by anything, but we expect humans to kind of push themselves to do these amazing things. And I'm not just talking about like the Walenda brother, like tightrope walking over Times Square or some shit. That's insane things to do. That it's daredevil shit. Or like the guy, the Red Bull guy who jumped from uh, from the edge of the atmosphere. Yeah, I don't know what else, what could have happened in the past 36 years that even touches. I mean, you could talk about like 9-11 responders and like that kind of bravery. Or the ones we lost that day and the ones that that are sick today and that we're um, still honoring today. All right, you could talk about those guys. I mean, that's kind of an amazing human being achievement. Unfortunately, it's wrapped and shrouded around like the worst event in my lifetime. The worst worst human event on my lifetime. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure anything in the past 36 years can touch July 20th, 1969. And I don't think I could ever put any kind of context. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we have computers. We have fucking... I mean, we have... People have hoverboards. I'm not sure how good the hoverboards are. But they exist. You know, the internet kind of opens up a lot of a lot of doors we might not have opened up before or seen the possibilities of. How much? Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I can't even think. Like in Mad Men, they did a whole. There's a whole episode around the moon landing, and we're sitting there watching these people watch the moon landing. You don't realize what a what a fucking event it was. Like everybody was crowded around. It was like the Super Bowl. Everybody was crowded around, except it's not. There's no beer commercials and there's no ad time, <laughs> and it's not a it's not a fucking game on Earth. It's fucking two guys. Uh, what is it? Shit, two hundred fourteen thousand miles away. <laughs> I gotta love this. Here's the right in the middle of the road, lady. Now you can't just stop. And that, no acknowledgement. Every goddamn day, there's something new in the fucking parking lot. And that lady just stopped in the middle of the driveway, stopped, thought, did an about face, and went on her way the other way. Not at all. Not at all acknowledging that I was right. I was right there. You know, if I didn't, if I was texting and driving, I very well could have fucking ran her over. So now, uh, now we're gonna go through. Now, okay, I haven't, I haven't gone through uh, the parking lot in a long time, and uh, I got somebody in front of me uh, while while taping. You have to go up this guy. Uh, I love this man. So you go through the parking lot at about we're going five miles an hour, and this guy thinks we're gonna find parking on the very first level. Mind you, it's 7 o'clock. Yeah, go that way, because it says one way. Oh, what a brilliant move by this guy. Oh, man, he turned left against a one-way arrow. He's not going to find parking, but now I can at least get around him. Did he find anything? I don't think so. I don't think he did there, Sparky. I don't know, I don't see him, so maybe he did find something. Maybe he is 
Maybe he's a fucking better Parker than I am. God damn it. All right. And you know what? We're so fucking... Just fucking... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's nothing impresses us anymore anyway. There's nothing uh, There's nothing that impresses us. Everybody's, everybody's fucking sarcastic and snarky. So if anybody actually does achieve something on some level, we're just so quick to fucking brush it off. I just being like whatever. I'm not just not just automatically not impressed. Like too cool to be impressed. I don't like that about this this generation, this society, at this point right now. Right? Because I mean, in high school, I thought it was cool to be like too cool to be impressed. Like, eh, you know. And I'm still a cynical prick. And there's still just a lot of shit that I don't like. That I don't want, have time for. I don't want to fucking deal with. Right? I'm, I'm too cool for it. <laughs> right? Um, but that's the, that's, that's the nature of, uh, of society, like, as a whole now. Or, but we all act like fucking high school juniors with a chip on our shoulder. I don't know. What do you think? Let me know. All right, well, that's it for the 22 for today. The last days of the 22 continue uh, tomorrow. New name coming soon. I don't know when exactly, but uh, new name coming soon, new logo. Keep an eye out for that. Have a great fucking day uh, with whatever you're doing. And don't forget, don't take any shit from anybody. We'll talk to you soon here on the 22.